Welcome to the Neon Noise Podcast, your home for learning ways to attract more traffic to your website, generate more leads, convert more leads into customers, and build stronger relationships with your customers. And now your hosts, Justin Johnson and Ken Franzen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Neon Noise Podcast, where we talk about topics that help you decode marketing and sales. Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Justin. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, question for you, man. Um, do you ever get emails from super SEO wizard at gmail.com telling you that he or she is going to get your company business website to the top of Google in three days for a one-time fee of $99? All the time. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. You get these emails and you're just like, <laughs> junk, How does junk, that junk. Right. You know, the fact that someone would, you know, in, in I'm not going to say that, you know, we are the, the smartest people of everything that we do on the planet, but the fact that you would email a company that. like Neon Goldfish about right. getting us page one Google placement proves to me one thing. One they didn't thing do any only. research. You do not. Probably not. Research. <laughs> right. Not. And you don't know who, you know, I say, you don't know who I am, but in, in the same sense, you have to know who you're sending. So it's, that's they just got spam written all over right. it. They just didn't take any time to craft a message that is actually going to get your attention to potentially reach out to them. Nope. So, I mean, it, it, if you are in business, you know, you, you know, or you're a business owner, you probably have received something along the lines of an email like this at some point, at least a lot of people that I talk to have, um, you know, and I just thought of, you know, possibly putting together a discussion around cold email, cold email outreach, um, you know, items that would be, you know, good ideas and good practices and stuff along those lines, as opposed to, you know, receiving or sending a message similar to this, uh, would be a good conversation for today. No, I love it because we have to get more creative in the ways that we do our sales prospecting. You know, I, I would, I would think that I know people argue with me. Um, I know my first boss from my first job out of college would argue with me on this, that cold calling is dead. Cold calling uh, is not dead. Cold calling is not dead. But picking up a phone and dialing for dollars is dying. <laughs> if you have a good campaign set up with doing some gold outreach, I just By itself. By itself. By I see itself, yes, the And I'm stalking like just going phone, just picking up that phone and going from one number to the next, to the next, to the next. Sure. And um, I agree with you there. Perfect. And I, cause I, I did the use of the phone. The phone's not a dead, you, you not a dead vehicle for, for sales by any means of the imagination. Right. It's, it's actually very powerful when used much right. like, uh, marketing tactics when they're grouped together into a solution have compounding effects. I agree with the phone being a good use, but what we're talking about is, all right, so how do, how do we get in front of someone that doesn't know who we are? How do we say there's a target, there's a target prospect over there. Yeah. I know that the, I can help them yeah. with the products or services that my business provides, but they have no idea who I am. Sure. So I could, I could pick up the phone and do a cold call. Good. Or we could start off with research, 
a cold outreach email or a cold email. And that's what we, that's what you kind of reference. We're going to talk to talk about today. So let's start off with just defining what, what is a cold outreach email or just works in a private references as cold email. All right. Um, so a cold outreach email, the definition, it is an email sent to someone that you have no relationship with. This is someone that you've identified as a target prospect, or you're trying to connect with them to basically build rapport, get them to visit a landing page on your website, schedule a meeting. Uh, it's a digital version of picking up the phone and doing an old fashioned cold call. Exactly. And so you look at this and you say, okay, great. How is that different than spam? You know, you start to, you start to, to say, okay, you're, you're emailing someone that doesn't know you a message that they didn't ask to receive. Isn't that spam? And so I think that it's important that we, we, we identify maybe some of the differences between cold email and spam so that we can, discount the 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 negativity that mm-hmm. comes with the word spam and, and kind of show where how it differs and where its place is in the selling process right so well and i think that we kind of talked about that a little bit uh, initially you know your, your your spam email is you know super seo wizard guy right sure i mean that's um you know, that's what, you know, you are automatically tagging as spam, you know, however, if somebody sent me a cold email, okay. And I didn't know who that was. In fact, you know, I had somebody do this not too long ago and it was really effective because they plugged in some information about our business in the subject line that I guarantee you, the only way that they know about that is if they did a little bit of research on us first, you know, mm-hmm. so it opened my eyes and, and, and it was, um, what was the message? It was, um, it was from, uh, uh, what the heck were they? they were a content marketing company or somebody that, you know, a uh, third party content marketing company or something along those lines. But his outreach was, he referenced, you know, how we started a neon goldfish, how we got our name, you know, and he referenced something about the band and it instantly it got my attention, you know, and, you know, so this guy could have taken that approach or he could have taken an approach, you know, like the SEO wizard guy where I'm just going to automatically mark that as spam, you know, and you could tell that, you know, this guy actually took a little bit of time into looking into our company and, you know, actually crafting a message that's going to get me to respond. Yeah. So that message was targeted obviously at you because no one else has that 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 freaking story man it's no absolutely <laughs> it's an oddball not. story right and so so the spam so so the, the counter so cold outreach is is you know it's a, a customized message that's that's targeted they targeted us they they went and they researched and they targeted us and found something in yep. particular and they created a message around us specifically where the the flip side of that spam is is of the same message that's blasted out to lists that are thousands of people and everyone's receiving the same message. They, they might have some quote unquote targeting that they do with uh, personalization tokens, such as inserting a first name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there's no more research done outside of, of some 
top level demographics that might, they might even use right. to build the search, like what industry uh, or SIC codes that you, you, yeah. your business is in uh, maybe age group, maybe your geographical location or the title of the position you hold at your company. That's all the consideration that was taken in, right. you know, SEO wizard three, four, two at gmail.com. <laughs> Likely bought a list. Uh, it was probably a crappy list at that, but um, yeah. they, we received the same message that everyone received. No customization, no, no. And right. so the other component there is I always look at to, to differentiate between spam or something legitimate is the email address. Mm. Because if it's a free email address, like a Gmail account, I look at it and go, a lot of them are in spammers use Gmail accounts so that they don't get their domain name blacklisted. Yeah. Um, I, if I see something from an actual business and I can do a search or plug in that, that business, that domain name into an address bar and pull up a legitimate website. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can connect this person to a particular company. This seems a little bit more legitimate. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing all that on the fly, but it will help me validate. So let's say they do pique my interest with a, uh, rec- referencing how we came up with the name Neon Goldfish. But yeah. like, okay, great. And they have something. I want to double check and say, okay, is this dude legit or not? Okay. I would plug in the website address from the email. And if that checks out and things align, then I'm like, okay, I have a little bit more confidence in the legitimacy of him and what he's talking about doesn't necessarily sure. mean that I'm, you know, hook, line, sinker sold on it. No, but he did a good job getting your attention. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the other thing, much like the, the uh, example you made of where he mentioned our, our, how we, we came up with our name is uh-huh. the email message itself is more conversational in a cold email, whereas spam is typically more pitchy, more salesy, more talking to you right. and trying to get you to um, act now. And there's no, there's no value there. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing that, that I like to to think of when I'm trying to differentiate, you know, creating one of these to not be a pure spammy or how I'm trying to uh, say that the cold email would be different is do they include an address, a physical address. You know, I, we have our address and our signature of every email we send out, but a spammer is not going to put their address in. So in, in the actual message. So, you know, you're looking at some of these things like, okay, great. How is cold email different than Uh spam? And you just look at it. It's personalized. It's come from a, a real person at a real company. It's conversational. And it may be some value there. Exactly. There might be some, some value about it. Absolutely. So you know, we say all this and we, we've defined what cold email is and, and I guess pointed out some, some differences between a cold email than in spam. So why, why would we want, why, why use, where does cold email come into play in our sales, sales process or sales efforts? Sales efforts or I, I, I actually have a good example of this on what, you know, something that we're actually trying to do right now. 
Um, we've got an individual that we are trying to bring on the podcast and we have, um, crafted a personalized message that we are going to send out to him to get his attention. You know, he doesn't know us. Okay. He, um, he may or may not want to come on our show, but we've taken the time to actually put together an email and get his attention. He's a cop. He's into copywriting. He, um, his name is Neville. His name is Neville. Um, we decided to put together an email. Um, we, we actually hosted, uh, we didn't host, we attended a, a SumoCom last August. And he was actually one of the main reasons that we decided to go to SumoCon. So we put together this message and we've got to we actually took a, uh, a photo of him and put him, put a crown on him, put him in a, a King's, you know, outfit and, um, we're going to send this email out to him with a picture of, of him on there. You know, we, we want him to come on the neon noise podcast because we know that he's the king of copywriting. And, um, I've also got, uh, a photo of myself in there just so I can reference back to, uh, we had a, we had a, a chat one morning and just so that he can, you know, put my face on it. And the photo is actually of, um, uh, last weekend winning the, uh, Orlando chili cook-off <laughs> and we're hosting the trophy and whatnot. So it's just kind of, it's just a different message that is going to absolutely get his, I, I would hope that he's going to open it and go, all right, man, these guys are, are pretty cool. And you know, maybe I'll go in <laughs> podcast, right. Or they're idiots. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, but we're going to end of the, you know, we're going to get a response from him and we're basically just telling him, you know, respond back. And if you want to do this, then awesome. You know, yes, come on. You know, I want to be on uh, a guest on your podcast or if I'm not interested at all, then get lost, you know, and, exactly. um, you know, we're going to find out if it's going to work or not. So <laughs> that's just a, a, a good example of we're taking time and, you know, actually putting together a message that um, it should it should leave a, a mark on him and he should at least respond, hopefully. Exactly. No, I mean, the, the, that's spot on. It's it's he's a he's a well-known uh, in the copywriting industry. He's I, I, even outside of that. Yeah, you're right. We went to SumoCon, which is a conference out in Austin, Texas, uh, this past August. And, and yeah, he, he, you mentioned, and he was one of the reasons I wanted to go as well. He's, he, I follow right. him, uh, I get his emails. I, I pretty much anything he puts out there. I listen to because he, he's the king of copywriting. <laughs> he, he has a great, he has a great approach and he really, uh, brings a lot of value when we consider such an, uh, a topic that has so much more importance these days than it ever did before. And that being copy. And so, yeah, yeah he's obviously <clears throat> someone we want to get on the neon noise podcast as a guest. And we're going to, we, we put in a lot of time. Uh, uh, we've, we've done research in, in like Justin said, we've, we've crafted out this message. We've tried to kind of go the angle. Uh, I've tried mirroring or mimicking, uh, in his, in our message, some of the, the ways he presents his emails yeah. and that, uh, he uses lots of images that are fun. And, uh, so yeah, we thought what better image than Justin hoisting a trophy after a chili cook-off competition he won. 
do you remember this guy? <laughs> Just say, hey, I'm the one in the middle. Remember me? Because anyone looking at it is going to be like, what the hell is that? Because you're wearing like a colonial wig or something crazy like that in there, right? It's it's it's, it's, it's a strange picture. <laughs> we were the uh, founding fathers, so we were playing off of the uh, President's Day stuff. And yes, I was uh, I was dressed up as Benjamin Franklin. So I could totally tell you look like Ben. And so you know the the picture you mentioned where you know we put a crown on his head and that you know obviously we want to connect with him and uh you know the and we'll, we're going to kind of cover step by step the the uh routes you go or the 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 method you would go through in creating a, a cold email but uh we asked him a, him a very specific question do you want to be on our podcast? And we say, if yes, respond with hell yes. And if no, then respond with get lost jerk face because we're going to get a response. That? Yes. That's, that's the entire thing. It's, it's right. let's go a little out there. Let's have some fun. Let's, you know, I think that, uh, you know, this might, uh, uh get his attention and that's really what we're looking at now we'd love to have him on i mean that's that's the ultimate goal is to get him on this podcast because i think that he'd be a fantastic guest for for everyone to hear um but all in all outside of the conversation you had with him at SumoCon, justin we don't have a relationship with neville at all exactly we've given him some money but thousands of people give him money sure So, so how do we stand out right right so first step in the process of creating this cold email, we, we did research. We, we knew our buyer persona in this instance, it was an individual. Um, and we knew him decently well because we, we've kind of built a, a one-sided relationship with him over, uh, the course of a lot on the last, last year plus two years where yeah. we consume his content mm-hmm. and watch his videos and read his blog posts and get the feel for who he is, how he talks, his tone. And so that really was, I mean, we're talking about the buyer persona. You're, you're getting down to a single individual. But in your step, when you're looking at someone you're targeting, know if the type of buyer persona that you have outlined, make sure they fit one of your buyer personas because obviously that's going to be the target you go after. But research them on the World Wide Web. Uh, check them out on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Crazy, you know, info you can find on people. Yeah, I mean, Get a you little know, stocky. A little bit of research. I mean, you're kind of going into stalker mode, but. Sure, sure. Exactly. But if you can learn a little bit about something, the, the person that emailed you, the referenced how we got our name, obviously went to our website yeah. and read our company history. Right. So they did a little, they stalked us a little bit, but it did some work, digging. got our attention. So check them out, see if there's anything, you know, if there's a blog post, if there's an article about a recent award they won, or maybe they. Maybe they won they, a chili fest, man. They just won the chili cook-off. <laughs> Come on. Sure. Or maybe they just got back from a conference and they blogged about it. And you could talk yeah. about, hey, that you went to that conference and uh, I was there too. Or, hey, a colleague of mine went and they said they really enjoyed the speaker. Yeah. Anything that you can connect that they're instantly going to be able to identify that this isn't BS spam. This is actually a person on the other line. And, you know, the next step, you want to write your message like you're talking to someone on the phone or in a meeting you want to make it conversational you don't want to get it so so rigid and and pitchy and professional that it is boring to read you want to 
have fun with it. You don't have to be as serious as you think. Um, I'm not saying don't be, be unprofessional, but be conversational. Yeah. You know, personalize the email too. And you take some of that information that you grab from the research, you plug it in there. Obviously you want to make sure that your email looks as custom crafted as possible. Now, when you go through this, you're going to start to establish some general foundations in the emails you create. And what I mean is by default, if you don't start off by doing this, you eventually come up with one or two email templates. Yeah. You will continually customize for each individual, but most of the, the foundation of that email, especially if it's the same intent. So in the case of Neville and the email we're sending to him to be a guest on our podcast, the majority of that email could be used again, could be used again, but we would take the story maybe on how we met or how we connected and obviously customize that towards our new targeted prospect. And maybe the tone might change a touch be, you know, because I think that we're probably going. I a like get lost your face. I think sure, that's get lost your face. Is we're, funny. we're keeping that. Sure. <laughs> um, the images obviously would be different, um, but the majority, the flow, the structure, the backbone, yeah. blueprint, I guess, is the, the term I'm searching for, will be consistent throughout. Um, when you're writing your copy, don't get fluffy. Don't get fancy. Don't say Keep more than simple. that you need. Keep it simple. Get to the point. Um, save the 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 long, sophisticated, overly stuffy professional wordsmithing. <laughs> this isn't a legal document. Uh, you're not going to impress someone by using six syllable words. That is probably what's going to get deleted fastest. <laughs> well, if it's challenging to read, then yeah. you've already intruded. You know, you're it's an still an unsolicited message. So correct be simple be be direct make it simple to read get get to the point and then quickly identify what is in it for them tell them what they're going to receive from you what is their benefit for taking whatever action it is that you're asking them to take Um, another thing that that you can include that i think is huge and i know you do this a lot justin with the cold emails that you send out for neon goldfish is you you're a giver you give them something yeah. give them some tips yeah you know go out and find something that's going to be beneficial for them and you know include that in the message i mean i can't even begin to tell you how how many times that you get responses when you actually give something of value to somebody you know should point out something that hey you know if you change this um, you know, maybe your conversion rates go up or, you know, if you position, you know, something a little bit differently and just give them something of value and, um, you'd be surprised, uh, how many times that even if you're doing a follow-up call or something along the lines after that, they absolutely remember that, oh yeah, you sent me over that information about, you know, and I use that for, you know, uh, my marketing, uh, department and it's, it's, it's helpful to give a give, give no. a give, give the give. <laughs> Give the gift. Give a tip. Give a tip. And you bring up an interesting point that I wanted to touch on because you had mentioned that they recall you sending them the, the email message when you, you follow up via phone. Yep. You, you, you're, 
you may not hear back from them on that message that you're sending out. But if you are following up to the information that you're sending them, they definitely remember that. Okay. So you're saying that they, they likely won't reply to your email, but when you call, they're like, Oh yeah, I remember you. Correct. So I would say that majority of the time you are not going to receive a response to that information that you send them. However, if you are following up uh, via phone that they definitely recall the information that you have sent them. And I think that this is the, if not, it's one of, if not the most impactful reasons, important reasons that have the biggest impact for using cold email is we referenced earlier in the phone call or in the conversation that the phone call by itself is, is something that's dying. Yep. Now, if you were and just answer me this question, if you were to take and do that phone call without using that email, how would that work out for you? It's definitely going to be more difficult. Exactly. I mean, you don't have anything to reference. That's, that's just it. Like, if you, you know, let's just say that you have, um, you know, you put together eight messages that you want to send to this in, the, to this individual over the course of, you know, 30 days or 60 days or whatever that, whatever the time frame is. And each time that you send that message, maybe you follow up the day, the next day or that day with a phone call just to make sure that they receive that information that you sent them. You actually have something that you can reference. So it's not just... You're not just, you know, calling this person over and over again. You actually can reference, hey, I sent you this material. You know, did you have an opportunity to take a look at that? And it just gives you something to open the conversation up with as opposed to, you know, not having anything to go for. No, exactly. It's it's like an icebreaker. So if you think of, right. if, you, if you take someone that's completely a cold prospect and they've never, ever talked to you before, you send them an email that is research you know it's it's got contents that clearly shows you've researched and you're trying to connect with them it's conversational it it gives them something it provides them a tip when you make that call there's a chance i put it this way you have a better chance of connecting with them and getting them to take your call sure if you've sent them that email then if it was out of the blue no no ifs ands or buts it's it so the email 100 no question just gives you that it's, it's, it's that, that, that soft introduction, that icebreaker, whatever you want to call it, that warms up maybe that phone call because you found that, that the phone's the way to actually connect with them. But the email is, is the, they need to work together. No question. They have to work together. Awesome. No, that's great. I, and I totally just left fielded us there from our, our list. So <laughs> I didn't want to miss that point. Cause I think it's an important point and where this fits in. Uh, and you brought up an awesome, awesome uh, nugget of info there. So we had, we were talking about give them something and, and the tips there that, that they, you said recall when, when you, when you, when you give them a phone call. So that's, that's awesome. The other thing that we need to include back to the emails is, is in the message, ask, actually ask them a question. Now you said you don't get a lot of replies from the emails that you send, but I think you have to ask them a question. You have to throw in some type sure. of, Hey, you'll get some, I'm not saying that you don't get any, but you know, it's definitely uh, a lower percentage. Sure. In, in, but it's all part of the process. Again, uh, much like the 
cold call via phone as an individual tactic. Uh, the cold email is, is a contribution to a sales process that that's pretty, truly effective. So, um, next item I have here that is, is to include some type of opt out, whether that's in the form of a, you know, PS, um, you know, and, and I say this, you know, not to give them an easy out, but you want to be courteous in the same sense. You're reaching out to them and you're, you're kind of blindsiding them and you've done research and we've even found this in some of the things that we thought we had the right individual, but I think a real, especially first introduction before you've identified if, if this is in fact the right person at this company that you should be talking to is just include a, Hey, if you're not the right person I should connect with on X, Y, Z, could you please point me in the right direction? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's a real, it's a, it's an easy, maybe that's your ask too. I don't know. I think you should have another question you ask specifically besides that, but throw that in there. It's, it's really, I think a courteous statement in you can do all the research in the world, but you, you know, you might be talking to Sally and Bill's the one that handles this. Yeah. You don't want to bark up Sally's tree. If you're going to find out after four emails and three phone calls <laughs> that you're should be talking to bill, just ask right out of the, right out of the gates. Um, and that moves into the next, you know, one email or two emails, is it going to cut about it? it? Yeah. You have to continue following up. There has to be set yourself up a, a an actual schedule of, or a process or a true defined methodology of this is how many times I'm going to send out an email and follow up with phone calls or however, you know, what's, what's, what's your, uh, what's your recipe, Justin? What is it that you like to do? I like to, number one, one or two is not going to work. I can a thousand percent agree with that. Um, You need to have minimum of, I would say at least five. Um, If you can do more, that's awesome. I like, um, I like the number seven to eight. Um, if you have seven to eight messages that you can craft, that you can personalize to that individual, um, that's a great number. Uh, and then what I like to do with each one of the messages that I send out, I do follow-ups on every one of those. So if I can connect with somebody, touch somebody, um, between 15 and 20 times, uh, I am more likely, obviously, to number one, they're they're receiving, you know, eight, nine messages from me, emails from me with information, with tips, whatever it is that I'm sending them. And then I'm following up with phone calls. They definitely know who I am. There's no question that like if I eventually get them on the phone, that they're gonna they're gonna I can reference any of the information that I've sent them and they're absolutely gonna remember that. Um and you know, a lot of people they decide to stop, you know, after your onesie twosies, just like you said, you know, they'll send out a couple messages and, well, God, I really haven't heard back from that person. So, um, you know, maybe I should move on. No, don't move on. Keep going Mm -hmm. because, you know, eventually you are going to get through that person. And even if it's just, you know, at the, the, the last, you know, outreach message that you send them is a, Hey, you know, I've, you know, sent you all this information, you know, uh, and just break up with them, basically, you know, tell them that you're not going to send them anything anymore. And you'd be surprised how many messages and and responses you get from that, because they actually do find value in what you're sending them. 
but you know, maybe, you know, and, and now it's the, it's a scarcity point where they're, they're going, all right, well, he's not going to send me any more information about, you know, I'd find value in the information that they're sending me, you know, so maybe I should connect with them at this point. Yeah, so exactly. it works. And, you know, it just a lot of people, they give up too fast and um, just keep following up. Don't stop believing, right? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's just, it. it, it is uh, frequency matters. Uh, getting that frequency, getting those, those at bats and you're going to build a connection with them, even if it's that one-sided connection, um, that I'm going to know who you are. <laughs> well, I can promise you that. <laughs> that's in, in, what do you want to do? You want to connect with them. You want to get them on the right. phone or get them to respond. And who knows when they might have a need. And if you continue to be that, uh, squeaky wheel, you're going to be the one that uh, might get the grease. So, um, you got it. The last thing to do is just test test your process, test your messages, and track your your successes and your failures. Uh, identify you know how what your open rate is, yeah. um, how many people you're actually connecting with and getting on the phone, and how many people are saying yes to whatever your ask is. Track those numbers, refine your message. Even though they're customized messages, your approach might change. So if we find out that uh, the get lost jerk face thing isn't working so hot. <laughs> we're going to change it up. We're going to change it up. Um, <laughs> I think I'll be honest with you. Um, we're, we're testing this now. So obviously you guys are going to know if we have Neville on in the future relatively soon. Um, I think that our open rate on these messages is going to be extremely high. Yes, I think I think it's going to be very, very, very high. So I'm excited to see what that uh, what those results look like here uh, in the near future. Now, I, we still have to craft. I think uh, we have to spend some time on a good subject line. I don't think we really figured yeah, that out but, just yet. But the subject line is going to be important to get that initial open. We will definitely keep everyone up to date on uh, on uh, Project Neville getting them on the neon noise podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, even if we swing and miss big time, um, that's all right. But, hey, <laughs> it you know, it would have been a good try. Well, what, what, but, but I think what we just vocalized is, is if this first message doesn't work, we're going to try again, right? Yeah. We're, we're going to try again there. and try again and try again. So um, we'll get his attention at some point. We will. We will. He might even be listening to this right now. <laughs> and, and the light bulb goes off. And like, all right, guys, I'm going to give you a call. Love it. Good stuff. All right. Well, that was a, a little bit uh, quicker than most of our podcasts, but um, that's a wrap for today on uh, cold outreach emails. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to our conversation today. Be sure to check out the show notes at neongoldfish.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for your support uh, for the podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play or whatever platform it is that you guys are listening on and tell anyone else that you might find uh, our conversations about marketing and sales helpful about the Neon Noise podcast. If you guys have any ideas for topics uh, or guests, anything along those lines for the show, please send us a message through Twitter at Neon Goldfish or through our website at neongoldfish.com. Have a good one today, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Neon Noise Podcast. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, please subscribe, share with a friend, or write a review. We want to cover the topics you want to hear. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like Justin and Ken to cover, connect with us on Twitter at Neon Goldfish or through our website at neongoldfish.com.